Hello and welcome to the second episode of the fourth season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. I'm your host, Rory O'Kane, and as always, I'm joined by Scott Fotheringham. Oh, you got through it. Well done. Well done. He he starts off by saying, (laughs) what episode is it? Two. I got there. (laughs) And then when he tries to start up, he gets tongue twisted on two. We both. I mean, I understand it when we're into episode... 47 or something like that and you get a little bit confused there but episode two of season four is not that difficult i'm gonna be honest i meant to ask you what season it was because four is a bit more difficult to count than two not much but it is i still don't believe it's season four so that that, that's fair enough and i just got tongue-tied a couple of times and let's be honest Two takes is not my worst streak by a long way. Well, that's true. Believe but it, is, it or not, I tend to fuck that bit up a fair bit. <laughs> it, it is one of the easiest intros we've ever had, though. But look, look, I'll, I'll let you off, Banjo. I mean, we've had a few frothies. We're not a uh, we're not a tip top uh, shape. Well, we had a few frothies last yeah, night. Well, I, I was going to say we're not currently drunk. We've done that multiple times, but we're not. Uh, this is a serious podcast. This is the bladder prediction podcast or the season preview prediction podcast. So we got to be on a tip-top shape, right. and we've decided hang o- hungover is better than uh, better than drunk. Brought our uh, our serious game. That's that's yeah. it's very unlike um, us. We do have a bit of housekeeping to take care of first. We've housekeeping. Just got, yeah, we've got, we've got an announcement to make. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm excited about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not actually exciting, but Scott uh, and I have I made a bet. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> it's a surprisingly or unsurprisingly, I should say, uh, about Josh Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, pretty much if. Josh Kelly signs for North Melbourne. Scott throws a party in my honour. Or Josh Kelly's honour. Either or. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, a bit of both. And if he stays at GWS, which unfortunately is looking reasonably likely, I'll uh, I'll throw a party in honour of GWS and Scott's uh, steadfast steadfast uh, convictions that he was always going to stay. Yeah, so basically, we're, we're, we're having a Josh Kelly party. Like, yes. that, that that's happening. It's, it's just, pretty much who pays for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> who hosts it and who pays for it. And exactly what's going to be involved. I mean, I, I'm pretty keen to get, like, a Josh Kelly cake. Yeah. Um, once, once I win. That, that, that'll, <laughs> be, that'll be pretty exciting. Uh, and uh, you get some GWS streamers going around and a big maybe 22 up and... Oh, it's going to be fun. I don't think he'll wear 22, though, because that's Todd Goldstein's number, and I think he'd just oh, accept oh, a new one. Oh, gee, I didn't see that one coming, Banjo. Thank you. Thank you. That blew in my case, and it was lovely. Uh, but yeah, so we're doing the season preview, and we're just going to run through our ladder prediction. No, can I just say, just back on Kelly, the last time I spoke to you about it, you, you'd almost conceded. I pretty much still have. Yeah, like, okay. But we, the thing is, we made the bet about a month ago, and we're like, we'll save the announcements for the pod. It was than that. It was like Christmas, wasn't it? Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because we were thinking about doing it like last year if anything happened and, yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so we made the bet a long time ago. We just wanted to say the announcement for the pod. So you, you were stuck. You yeah, were stuck yeah. even though you're pretty... You actually, you were kind enough to give me an out. Um, you, you, <laughs> you, you weren't sure if the bet had been made or if it was saying we would make it for the pod. But uh, as a man of honour, I decided that a party is better than no party. So. Oh, and it's, it's going to be a fun party. And also oh. I'm about to win five slabs of beer for losing some weight. So that's going to be good too. No, oh yeah, true. Yeah, that'll just <laughs> go straight to the, the, the Josh Kelly party. Oh, it's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, so let's get to it. We're going to break things down into segments to make it a bit easier to swallow than just reading out a list of names. But we'll go with our bottom four to start off with. Who have you got? Uh, yeah, so yeah, ladder predictions. Uh, my bottom yeah, four. I mean, we're, we're the bottom. Most people are pretty common, on, the aren't they? It's towards the top that people get a bit iffy. Yeah. yeah, so I've got bottom, obviously Gold Coast, then Carlton, St Kilda, and then the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, okay. 
Um, I'm pretty similar. I've gone Gold Coast bottom as well. I don't actually think that's a hundred percent guaranteed. Um, if you look at who they lost last year, they hardly played for them anyway outside of May. So they could conceivably be around the same spot. And we all know who won the wooden spoon last year is all yeah, I'm going to say. Yeah, nah. I still nah. obviously think they're going to win the wooden spoon, but I wouldn't be shocked if they were a little bit better than last year because they brought in a lot but of... no. They've brought in players that are like around about AFL level, which they didn't really have last year. Who's that? Like Miles, Miles and that kind yeah, of stuff. Very much around about though. Yeah, I, like they're not uh, good AFL players, but I could see them being a better base for them than what they've had. There, there was a game last year when they played against us and they um, they dropped Lions and they had a couple of injuries. I think, yeah, so obviously I made them cool. out. What I remember, they did to Lions, like why yeah. is he not there? He Against you in the preseason, he had four goals and 26 touches. How do you get rid yes, of a football I know, that I know, can do that? I know, it's ridiculous, but you're derailing me. The point I was making, when I looked at that team for that Melbourne game, I was like, this is unbelievable that an AFL team is fielding a team this poor. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty much their team now. Uh, that is their team for the year. They're, they're going to be really bad. I, I, I think I'd probably pick two wins. I just Teams yeah. find a way to win, and they'll, they'll, there'll be a couple. But, they'll uh, beat somebody. I, I'd be surprised if there's more than that. Yeah, look, it's... It's going to be a grim season for them, but it's been grim for about four years. <laughs> yep, and it's going to be for a while. Uh, Carlton, everyone is seemingly positive about it for them, they're about their year ahead, and I just don't get that. No, but pe- the people aren't positive. From, like, people don't think they're going to be good. They're just saying that they'll start showing some signs. I think most people would be picking them pretty well, much second last. they kind of have to because they've gone backwards for three years. They went six yes. wins, four wins, two wins under a coach who's seemingly not under that much pressure. Like, there's been no noise coming out of Carlton. It's all been media type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I no, just, they've, they've done... I think they've done that well, Carlton, that they've mm, managed to deflect on it. especially given he was only signed to a rolling contract. But I just... Yeah, I'm not big on them at all. No. I've already lost Doherty. Where's the improvement coming from? Yeah, no, I'm, look, I don't expect them to be great this year. I expect they'll win a few more games. If they win but, four games, I'd be like, oh, that's reasonably impressive for you but i think it's more we'll start seeing the bones of a reasonable team sort of coming out like i think there's just a little bit there in the midfield there's a little bit forward they've got a little bit of a spine going on and we'll start to see where they are developing so mark murphy's nearly done cripps is an out and out star sam walsh we think he's going to be really good. But yeah. then it's a lot of maybes. We think it's going to be a Cripps-Walsh thingy going on. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like really... Seth Petrovsky-Seaton. I really maybe. like him. Yeah. Like, I really, really think good. he's going to be good, but he's just hasn't quite done it. No, and he seems to be a player that can't impact the game 25 times a game. He seems to be stuck at that 16 to 20 sort of disposal mark. Yeah. And that's just yeah. not quite enough from a midfielder, especially because he's... Kind of supposed to be their third best midfielder as a top five pick. Yeah, and I like. Yeah, I don't think in the JLT he's done anything more than he no. has been doing. So there's no real signs there that he's going to yeah. explode. They this need year. guys like Zach Fisher to become proper, like proper good AFL yeah. quality midfielders. And I could see that happening, but there's just not that many of them. Then, like Eddie obviously, Dow. like Ed Kerno's a good player. Yeah, but he's not far off done either. Well, but like I expect he's going to have a good season. Yeah. And then they're hoping things from like Matt Kennedy. And yeah, like Dow could be very good. Oh, I still I, I like pretty, the I, I would have high hopes for him still, really. Yeah. Um, 
you wouldn't be writing him off at all, especially as a North supporter who's got the same situation with Davis Uniac. <laughs> so, like, I completely get that. But, like, I'm not entirely sure there's a 10-strong midfield coming through there. Yeah, no. And that's what they're going to need eventually. It's, yeah, it's but like they've got a bit of talent there and the midfield's the easiest part to flesh out. So, that like, I, we'll, we'll be just starting to see the bones of a reasonable yeah. team. I, like, I'd pick them to finish second last. That's true. But, like, I, I think it'll be, it'll be almost a positive second last. And we'll be saying, okay, I'll see where they're going now. Yeah, okay. So, a bit like Brisbane a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, dogs... I yeah, you've gone bad. harsh. You you hate the dogs, mate. I you've hate always dogs. hated the dogs. Um, you were the only I person. Had them one spot lower than you, to be fair. <laughs> you, you were the <laughs> only person who was miserable about them when they won the premiership. But uh, yeah, no, I know you're going hard on the dogs, though. Yeah, no, I really think they're bad. I said to you just in private that I thought they could win the spoon, which you misinterpreted to me saying they will win the spoon. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sounded like you were saying that. I did not say it at all. But I think it's a real possibility. They've got no forward line to speak of. Their back line no. is bad. And their midfield is not actually good. It's okay. Their midf- no, their midfield's all right. They, they've Who's got their something third best in their midfielder. Hunter? Wouldn't he be second? No, Bond. Oh, Bond, yeah, of course. Yeah, but that's, that's a reasonable three. And I think, like, Toby McLean's quite a good he's player. He's playing midfield this year. They've just come out and said he'll be in the forward line as a small forward. Surely he's going to roll through there a little bit. Yeah, but... He, he's depth in the midfield. Dunkley is their bet. Oh, Libertora, but you can't trust that. Okay, Caleb Daniels, good when he's playing when he's off on. the half-back playing now. Beveridge doesn't know how to play players in the positions where they're going to succeed. <laughs> you, it's you're, just you're, absurd. You're really not big on Bevo, are you? No, I honestly think he's one of the worst coaches in the league. Which... Oh, you know, come on, mate. He's just we, bad. We've got so a Kane Corns big call segment coming up and you come out with that now. <laughs> One yeah. of the worst coaches in the league. The guy who had a very average list and got them to win the flag. He just is bad at so many things. But you thought he was a bad coach even when he coached him to a flag. He's you, been just, you just hate them. Absolutely You're... found out. His management of players seems poor. Like I just don't think he brings much to the table at this point. To be honest, I think they've got a pretty poor list. Yeah, and that's largely out of his choices. I think it's extraordinary. <laughs> the fact he got a flag out of that list but is amazing. But he didn't get a flag shows. out of this list. He got out of a, fl- a flag out of a list that had like a heap more good players. It still, would. that was not a premiership list. No, and that's And it was fair. extraordinary that he managed to get them to play in a way which got him over the line. I agree, and since then he's done everything wrong. <sighs> yeah, look, I, I, I understand. I, he when, seems when like... When Nick Malthouse was coaching uh, Carlton, he was one of the worst coaches in the league. Over time, he's not that. That's what where I'm at with Bevo. He was good, and now he's not. Uh, like, I, I think I think you're being you're being extra harsh on him. But I think we've said in the past he seems to be able to coach in midfield pretty well, but he seems to struggle outside of that from a structural point of view. Um, yeah, like the the way that he played Stringer for years was just yeah. ridiculous. Just playing him one out in the square like that's just not the way he should be played. But you know, I think you're being a little bit harsh on him, but. Sure. Now let's move on to another crappy coach. <laughs> I've got ah, <laughs> you wouldn't dare. The segue was just too easy. I don't actually think Ross is that bad, but I've got Frio at 15. You've gone a lot higher, I assume. Oh, yeah. Them. I love the Dockers, mate. Yeah, I just that's fair. Why are you so negative on Frio? Surely they're going to improve from last year. Have you seen their midfield? It's awful. It's not awful. It is awful. <laughs> they have one midfielder. No, they've got Brad Hill, who's going to be great because he's, he's in my fantasy team. I. Oh, but he, he's still a very, very Who is good going, player. Lockie Neal won like half their contested possessions last year as a team. Yeah, that's a big loss. 
That's a big loss. I'm they not don't gonna, have not anyone who can that. remotely replace him. The guy they earmarked for that role, Blakely, is missing half the year. Yeah, that that is disappointing. Missing Blakely, I, I actually think he's a, a very, very good player. So do I, but he's just not there. Their midfield is threadbare. They need massive improvement from Brayshaw and Cherrett as midfielders, as like inside number one caliber midfielders almost. And the uh, Stephen Hill being injured as well doesn't help them. Look, no, but look at their injury list. It's shocking too. Uh, how's his old mate Sandy coming along? You know, no, he's not playing round one. He's cooked. Yeah. They, they just I don't so deterred. Why is, why is he still on their list? Like, he I must know. be a great bloke. But they, the, the, the problem with what they're doing with him is they're actually... They're still planning as if they expect Sandy to be playing. Like They're still planning around winning stoppages and being dominant in the stoppages when he's just... He, he doesn't play. Like mm. I feel like that is their system that they expect Sandler and to be so playing. Then, they're just going to get rid then, of him and change. Yeah, but then the... Then the expectation is Sean Darcy will be able to replicate what Sandilands is. He's not going to be able to do that. Because, I, one, there's bigger Ruckman than when Sandy was dominant. Like Max Gorn, he didn't never, Grunder, not Grundy, <laughs> Sandy didn't ever have we should a get our big Ruckman. Ones. I know, but he didn't have a big Ruckman really contesting him like that. Like the good Ruckman around that time were all. Like mobile Dean Cox, yeah, it was, was a, there was a dearth Cox of Ruckman yeah. as well, and then even on the back end of his prime, it was guys like Goldstein who were a lot smaller. Yeah. Which are, like they're kind of banking on um, uh, Darcy a little bit in the sense of like I feel like he's a very similar Ruckman to Sandilands. He's yeah, the same in that he just good. he's just a big guy and just puts his body in and then he can kind of deflect it where he wants. He doesn't sort of jump or leap. He, he plays in a similar sort of way. But yeah, he's not there yet. He shows he shows a lot of signs. But look, I, look, I don't think they have a great midfield. Like, I'm not I'm not going to deny that. But I'm, I'm really excited to see what they're like with a bit of structure. Their forward line is the interesting part. It's actually it's good. Well, yeah. North have gotten a bit lucky because while our back... We're playing them round one is the reason I'm saying this. But our back line looked like it just wasn't going to be able to cope with it. But they've had like three injuries to key forwards. So now McCarthy's going to be playing from yep. the looks of things. But they look like they've got four good options in Tabernacle, Cox... Hogan and Lobb and they should be able to put something together that works well. So as a thing with Freer, they've always had some pretty solid top-end talent. Like their actual yeah. best players, you always kind of look at it and you think, oh yeah, oh yeah, and it always gets empty after that, which was the same, this to is be a honest. Thing. Yeah, it was yeah. the same at St Kilda. He seems to, um, yeah, he, he, he his best players he absolutely loves and then he seems to just strip any freedom from anyone else yeah. and just makes them a boring role player and just, yeah, takes away any sort of excitement in the way that they play. I thought the biggest one that he did that with was uh, was Crozier, who's gone to the Dogs yeah, now, and he's quite cool. a good player. And he always looked like he could play for Freo, but he just really just locked down in a very boring role and just didn't allow him to do what he should do. So I just I always look at Freo and think maybe, like maybe they'll come good. I get that, and they've got one of the best players in the competition. Yeah, and, and let's hope he's a good player. Yeah, the only problem with that is that isn't as impactful as it is in other sports. There's just so many moving parts in AFL that... Fife played yeah, out of his yeah, mind yeah. against Freo, uh, against Freo, against Richmond last year. Played one of the best games you'll ever see, and they still lost by seventy points. Yeah. Like the capacity for that to nah, happen, I think is no nah, big year for Brad Hill, mate. <laughs> but I had uh, I had some killer as my other one. Which, yeah, uh, I suppose we're going to be getting to our next six. Yeah, anyway, and so I've got just, them <laughs> pretty yeah. soon. Uh, so the next six I had was Sydney, Brisbane, Essendon, Hawthorne, Port. Yeah, so ninth down. Yeah, uh, Port, St Kilda. So I had St Kilda fourteenth. 
Okay, well, I have, uh, what do I have? Uh, GWS at ninth. So I'm having them missing out on the eight, which oh, I'm quite excited about. Uh, Brisbane at 10th, Frio at 11th. Port Adelaide 12th, Sydney 13th, Hawthorne 14th. So you've gone very down on Sydney and Hawthorne. I'm a bit disappointed that you haven't gone as hard. Normally, so we've both been quite negative towards Sydney and Hawthorne for a while. Yes. And normally you're the one who takes it to that slight <laughs> stronger degree. I've decided I'm going to go I like go it, Scott. This is a new you. I, the Hawthorne. should know that you've turned into a grump this year. You've taken my... Uh, <laughs> Taking my no, spot. I love um, football. I love life. Nah, not not fair. The not only fair. the only difference between uh, you and me is I don't accuse you of hating teams when I put a team that has to be in the a spot there. Well, you had whoever third last. I didn't accuse you of hating them. <laughs> Bulldogs, yeah. yeah. You right. had the Bulldogs third last as well. No, no, no. I had them fourth okay. last. I had them fourth last. <laughs> uh, but anyway, can we talk about how bad Hawthorne are going to be? Because that's quite a fun conversation. Yeah, so... Now, that, that actually is a bad midfield. Yeah, there's no one that... It is better than Frio's, though. Slightly, yeah. yeah. Slightly. <laughs> Not by a lot. They, but they've got O'Meara You pushed Shields. back on me when I said that Freo had a bad midfield, and now you've just said Hawthorne have a bad midfield, but Freo are worse. I, no, I didn't push <laughs> yes, back. You did. I put, no, I agreed that Freo don't have a good midfield. <sighs> I agreed with that, but I'm saying that they've got some stuff else. But, but still, it's not as if I put them much higher than Hawthorne. Well, but anyway. Honestly, I almost think Freo have more talent than Hawthorne. Yeah, anyway, but, the, but their midfield, like I, I always feel like I'm missing someone, but I don't think it is. It's basically O'Meara, Shields, and then Isaac Smith on the outside. Yeah, yeah, and like, and Isaac Warhol. Smith is so dependent. Isaac on... Smith is a great player, but he's so much better in a good team. Yeah, you just you can't take full advantage of him if you're getting smashed in the contest, and I think that's what's going to happen. What Lockie Neal was to Freo is like one-tenth of what Tom Mitchell was to Hawthorne. Their contested yeah. ball winning is going to plummet. Like, O'Meara has to almost win a Brownlow for them to be competitive. Yeah. Like, there's just nothing there. It's, it's kind of nice how it's happened with Hawthorne because after the trade period, I was a bit, I was a bit oh, nervous. Yeah. They did some oh, good stuff. Was... who sort of yeah. might be a midfielder, injured anyway. So yeah, matter. well, he's going to miss round one. Like, he's not desperately yeah. injured, but it seems like one of those things he's had such an interrupted preseason, he just doesn't seem like he's going to get fit. No. Um, and, yeah, so that didn't work. Scully, I'm not expecting Scully to play. Yeah, he's doing match simulation and stuff, though. Yeah, I just... It's one of those... This, when they talk about him, it's always just like... that. It always sounds like they're speaking with hope. And when that happens, yeah. normally the play is cooked. That's true. I Like, I think we'd probably see him in the back end of the year. I don't think we'll see him before sort of round 11 or the buys or anything. But I, I wouldn't rule him out. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he doesn't play. I'm okay. kind of on a base level of not thinking he'll play. And it's a bonus if he does. Interesting. But yeah, they're not good. Yep. Uh, the other teams you've got in there, do you want to talk about St. Kilda at all? Because they've just been absolutely screwed. Ah, uh, Carlisle yeah. <laughs> out for the year, pretty much. Yep. Roberton out for the year, definitely, which is just really sad. Uh, Jack Stephen going through some issues. Seems like he's going to play around one, so that's a positive. But Hanabry as well. Can you admit that that Hanabry contract was absolutely idiotic? No, I can't Five admit years, that. It's very, very early to be saying that, Ben. It's because he has some injuries. He's just cooked as a player. No, like I, I like the idea of it. But look, my thing with St Kilda is I just... 
they weren't good last year and there is absolutely nothing I can hang my hat on to make me think they're going to be any better. I just, I can't, the, the only thing which people talk uh, about is maybe you, like Billings, but I, I don't, I personally don't really rate uh, Billings. So I think the improvement comes from guys like Jack Steele. I think he'll be He pretty had a pretty good year last year. Yeah, but I think he could be better again this year. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot. I'm sort of blanking. He, he, he came good. Jade Gresham, my boy. Yeah. I mean, but is he going to come, is he going to become a star? He is a star, Scott. What no, he's not about? a star. He's a he's a reasonable small forward, and that's he's a very good small forward. The problem <sighs> is small forwards don't matter that much. I just, I, I yeah. Where, where else is there improvement? There's no other. I mean, they'll talk like, about people like Hunter Clark and, and like, like Coffee. Blake Ace. Like though, to be fair, those guys were top ten picks, and they've had a year in the team. Yeah, you're not expecting them to carry the team, but improvement is an acceptable yes. expectation. Yes, guys like Blake Acres who have sort of just dunced and that's. They've actually got to become good players. Yeah, going to Dunstan improve. shows signs here and there. Yeah, but then he butchers the ball. Yeah. Like it's just, and Blake Akers just can't seem to stay on the park. They, they don't have a very skillful team. No. <laughs> like they, and even yeah. the guys that are supposed to be skillful, like Billings, can't kick the goal to save himself. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've also gone harder on Sydney than you have. Yeah, I had them ninth. Uh, where do you have them again? I had them uh, sixth last. Sixth just last. Just above Hawthorne. Okay, I they're just old. they're just going to get worse. They're old. I think. I mean, I'm they're actually the second youngest list, which probably needs to be pointed out. Really, they're really old, or they're really young. Yeah, I feel, but their core is carried by. Yeah, old I agree with you. But like, who's who's prime in that? Who's in their prime age in that team? Parker should be. Yeah, and he's actually dropped off he's, pretty consistently. Yeah, he's been so disappointing. He's just. I thought he was going to turn into one of the best midfielders yeah. in the competition. And it seemed like it seemed like he kind of had. Yeah. And then he's just yeah, dropped off again. They and play he, him forward. He's bit. he's not bad. He's just not He's kind of like Heaney to be honest. Heaney is very good, but he's not I don't think he's met expectation. He hasn't turned into one a game-changing player really. No. No. I think um, Heaney's hurt by his flexibility. He can play in so many positions that they haven't actually said like, "Right, this is what we want you to do." Yeah, so they're like, I mean, they'll be banking on like Heaney and Mills. Yeah. But, and I can see Heaney becoming great. I think great. Apley will have a good year. Oh, yeah, okay. That's just an out there one. Yeah, okay. I, I really like I got my boy Ryan had... Clark. Should be two-time Rising Star nominee. But yeah, oh, oh, that's going to be huge. And they also got uh, Blakey, just to laugh at you. Oh, fuck. In all honesty, that is one of the biggest rorts I've ever seen. <laughs> just because it's North Melbourne, mate. You would be furious if that happened to you. Oh, well, I mean, a father son. He wanted to go to Sydney. Yeah, because they're, they're a better club. They shouldn't have access to him. <laughs> well, they do because they have an academy, mate. Yeah, and that's the raw. <laughs> it's fucked. Oh, come on, Banjo. You're such a You're guy. right. I'm moving Sydney to a wooden spoon out of spite. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, teams like Port and Brisbane. Uh, Brisbane, we had the same at 10th, which is. Pretty yeah, it might, that's pretty much where everyone's putting them. Yeah. Like everyone's thinking they're going to be really good. Probably not quite top eight, yeah. but they're going to really improve. And they, uh, they were pretty impressive against us in the old uh, JLT too. Their midfield is pretty imposing now. Their midfield's actually really good. Which is incredible given they lost Beams. Zorko is a top-line player. Neil is pretty much there too. Not super damaging, but an unbelievable contested player. Lions is also an unbelievably yeah. contested player, and they've got those young kids like McCluggage and Barry all coming through that look really good. Yeah, I'd say like if you look from last year, we say, oh yeah, it was basically out 
themes in Neil. Mm. But then on top of that, there's also Lions. Yeah, is and a they've got a genuine AFL footballer. They've got a, a heap one. of kids that look like they're going to be A graders, yeah. just growing more. Yeah, no, I really, good. really think they're going to be good. I'm we, really excited to watch them. Can we talk about that? I'm going hard on GWS though. Everyone's really positive about GWS. I've seen way too many people have them in their top four, and I don't understand yeah, how I, you come to that conclusion. I think they had a good JLT. And did I they? Think, yeah, they got I, flogged in the second game. Did they? Yeah. Who did they, they play? beat Sydney, who you don't think are going to be good at all. And then in the second game, I'm looking it up, but they got beaten pretty bad. Adelaide. They got beaten bad by Adelaide. Yeah, okay. They were never yeah. in that game. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I don't I don't understand it, to be I, I think their list is so much worse than it was last year. And my thoughts on GWS and the reason why I'm going hard on them, I think their club is still in a pretty terrible position and everyone there's just been a big you know wallpaper over the cracks with the fact that they their team has been so playing quite well yeah. and they, and I, just, I feel at some point the bottom will they'll they won't quite get to the success the bottom will drop out and it'll drop out dramatically and all of a sudden we'll be looking at them we'll be like they're no better off than Gold Coast I, I, I can imagine them being in the same oh, position as Gold Coast in five years time. I think they're just- they benefited a lot by their Canberra connection. Yes. And that works really well for them, um, increasing their sort of supporter base. But, yeah, they're, they're not by any means established or anything. They're just good. And I think- they've got... We saw what happened to Brisbane. Brisbane created as a football club financially and stuff like that when they stopped winning. And it was unsustainable. You don't win three flags in a row commonly. But it could quite easily happen with GWS. And their medical department is awful. I don't know how yeah. that, that... It's too big a sample size for it to be a coincidence. Yep. It was the same thing at Gold Coast as I well. I don't think their coach is very good. This is another thing we probably disagree on. You're yeah. fine with him. Yeah. But like, I don't think he's one of the best coaches in the no. game. But he, I think he's a pretty good coach. I think he's I, done a good job. I think there's just so many... So many things around the side that they haven't gotten right, which is why they haven't been as good as they should be. Yeah, I just the problem with them, they've thrown absolutely everything at winning a premiership at the start. They want that success and yeah. they can bank on that and build some support and build something around that. They haven't got there. I'm super confident they're not gonna get there. Yeah. And I can just imagine everything just falling out the bottom. Like say it, Kelly's gonna stay because I want a party. <laughs> but say Cornelio goes just because he wants to, He's because because all so they get everyone's been staying on the basis of getting paid a lot mm. to the point that they ruin their salary cap, as well as the chance of success. The word coming Once, out is though that they fixed that problem with the fire sale last year. But That's they the but word. their list is a lot worse as a result. And, and and I just think at the point now where there's no longer that thing of I want to stay at GWS because they're going to win a flag, and I can just see a few players leaving quite quickly and everything just falling in a heap. Um, and I'm, I'm just jumping on that early. Yeah, and like that's that's fair. I, I completely get where you're coming from. I didn't have them much higher, to be honest. I think I, yeah, I had them seventh, which we'll get to. Yeah. They're a lot not, of people have them. They're, really they're not... Oh, yeah, I, I don't see them as the same caliber side as... Sort of, I have five really good teams that I'm confident in. And then from there on, I'm a bit up and down. Uh, I had Essendon 11th which is a bit different between us. Yeah, yeah, that is a big difference. You had yeah. them sixth from memory. Uh, yes, we'll correct. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not optimistic at all. I don't think, like, their preseason's been really bad. From it has injury, been. From an injury perspective as well. Danaher's already mm, out again. Yeah. Merritt interrupted preseason. Smith interrupted preseason. A lot of their really top-line plays that they require to be good had just haven't had a good run at it. And it really did show in the JLT. They were bad and I don't have faith in Warsfold at all 
and I just haven't been sure. Like Essendon are one I've needed to show me something to be confident in them going into the year, and they just didn't show me anything. But they showed a lot in the back half of last year. That's true. They were a v- very good team by the end of we last have year, a and they should to overrate the back half of the year. Well, I think you're overrating JLT. Yeah, that's probably fair, but like, I don't have. I've got them eleventh, which is about where they finished last year. I think the whole of the season does matter. I I would be very I, they cooked last year really bad. They were a much better team than they performed last year. I would be shocked if that happens again. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can only see them going up. But I'm I'm not a lot of people are jumping all over and saying they'll be top four and stuff. I'm not at that level, but I think they'll be a, a good team. They're they're a really good team to watch. They're really dangerous when they're playing well. They're that. they're quite scary. I just I don't rate Shield that highly, which. It's well discussed between us. Yes, yes. And I don't think he addresses their biggest issue. Like, he's a mixed midfield. Uh, he's a mixed midfielder. He's inside and he's outside. And he's just pretty good at both. He's not excellent at either. And they needed an excellent inside midfielder if they really wanted to address their issues. Well, they just haven't. I, I think they're planning on playing him as an inside mid. That was yeah. the idea that GWS had started putting him on the outside and they, they wanted him as an inside. I think that's how he's going to play. And I, I think he'll play well. He's a, he's a bloody good footballer. Yeah, he'll play well, but I just don't think he's the sole to... Fix all their problems. And Aaron Francis is going to be an absolute superstar, as I picked last year. That's a little bit early. Nah. He played like five nah. games. Oh, but God, he looked good. No, I, I'm actually, I could not be more confident on him. Okay, I think he fine. will be a star. I'm just not confident. And I think that's clearly the difference. Also, Worsfold sucks, and that's going to be the thing. <laughs> Do you yeah, have, I don't know you feel that way. <laughs> Do you have anything at all you want to say about Port? We both had them pretty similarly ranked. Yeah, we did, although we've talked about it and I'm a little bit more positive just in general terms. Yeah, I they don't have any outside run at all. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They got rid of all of that and they were already pretty kind of slow and inside yeah. last year. Yeah, I get that. But they still got a fair bit of uh, top-end talent that'll make them okay. They It'll do. make them competitive. It just winds injury and stuff like that. They're just I'm not getting good vibes out of that club, so I'm uh, not positive uh, about like it. I just, I just hope Hinkley's learned a bit from last year. He completely hamstrung them last year, just made the most dour... He boring was a team much out of a very coach when he started. <laughs> yeah, like he, he he really gave him a license early yeah. on, and he was really exciting. And he seemed to just enjoy coaching, but it became so negative last year. They were, they were shocking to watch, and it killed them in a lot of games. So like, I, I hope he gives him a bit more excitement, puts Robbie Gray in the midfield because he's in my fantasy team again, and uh, gives him a bit more spark out of the middle. But you know, yeah, Polek out and Wingard out is where a lot of their spark comes from. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Pollock's a good player, isn't he? Uh, anyway, let's move on. We're going to interrupt our lovely ladder prediction with a with a bit of a segment. We're going top five best players this week. Back into the top yes. five. And um, it, yeah, it's a bit of a boring one, this first top five. But everyone's doing it. It's the sexy thing. Yeah, and you always everyone's get releasing their top 50. And we thought we'd do one-tenth of the work and do a top five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's, who's starting? Uh, I'll take it from the top. I've gone Kelly five. Oh, uh, only five? I yeah. thought you'd make him number one. Um... Yeah, no, nah, it's a little hard to put him number one. He's just he didn't have a great year last year, just a bit injured. Injured, but uh, he could be number one by the end of the year. Not ruling that out at all. Uh, by the time he gets to North Melbourne, could be the best player in the comp. Yeah, I, I do. I do want to make it very clear now. There's an issue with Kelly with me because I try to talk him down because of how much you talk him up. So mm. I feel like there might be a perception around that I don't rate him. <laughs> he's an absolute star. He's a very, very, very good footballer. Yeah. And he's not in my top five I've because I'm not going to do it to annoy you, but like, <laughs> he's not far off. 
He's not far off at all. Yeah, I've got him sort of around the top end of where you'd rank him, but it's reasonable. And, and Cornelio's a little bit better, but you know, just, that's oh, that's just where we're at. Anyway, who's your fifth? My fifth, I've gone with Fifey at five. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I, I have an issue. Picking the best midfielder at the moment is a lot tougher than it used to be, I think. I, I do believe that at their best, the danger Fife. Uh, dusty trio that we mm. talk about as the best midfielders. I do believe they're the best, but there's question marks on all of them. I'm worried about Fife's fitness. Dangerfield just he's just seemed a little out of it last had, year. We just haven't had consistently top level years from them. Yeah. So Fife the year after he went absolutely nuts, which is killed by injury, and he was really good last year, but still had a few injury problems. Yeah. Dangerfield was nuts two years in a row. The year he won the Brown Line, the year he. Um, Missed out by a couple of votes to Dusty. Still got 30-odd Brownlow votes, which is phenomenal. Um, he was nuts then. But, yeah, not that great last year. Might have been carrying something. Was playing forward a lot. Yep. And then Dusty, just that one possibly greatest season of all time. Yeah. Quite probably then, in the AFL era. And then like, last year, it's a bit... He was, he, yeah. he was good. Like, he played well. But yeah. He, he wasn't great. He wasn't that, yeah, he like was, top three in the comp. Good. Yeah. Um, but so he's, Fife isn't the highest you'll see. He's not the highest midfielder I've got. But um, I think he, like, like you know how much I love Nathan Fife. So yeah, he's always going to. He be absolutely there. belongs there. I've got him high. I've got yep. McGovern at four. You've got McGovern at four. Ah, so do I. Oh, oh really? We've both got McGovern there. Yeah. So interestingly, we've both rated him higher than Rance. Now I don't know if that's a perpetual. Call. Rance has been a better footballer yeah, across I his did career. Yeah, I because I don't like Richmond. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I think at this present point in time, and based on how he played in the grand final last year, he was almost dead. Yeah. Um, I think he is a better player than Rance. I think he is he's, one of the most important players in the competition easily yeah. in terms of how his team sets up. I think he's better in the air, worse on the ground. and That's fair. It, I think you just easily just pick which one of those you value more. And that's how you get your better player. Yeah, he's just—it's just—it's his presence. He just mm. when he's around, you just—you just feel confident that I'll be right. Yeah, what one of the most incredible things to have confidence in is like your spare man dominating the air. It's just an unbelievable. If you've got yeah. confidence in yeah. that, it just changes how you think yeah. about it. It'll be interesting to see how the six-six-six, how he goes with that. But I think in a lot of ways, the intercept players will become more important because you've actually got to be good to do it. Mm. You've been um, big on that. And I kind of like the... Yeah. I was hoping it'd minimise it a little bit and so, make, put it back to sort of one-on-one... Uh, one-on-one strength being a little more important and not just holding someone out yeah. for the guy to float across. But you're right, if you time it well... well it's more risky now, but if you time it well, it'll be more important. I think there are a lot of average loose defenders who've managed to be good in that role. Yeah. I don't think they'll be able to do that anymore. You've actually got to be good like a McGovern yeah. or a Rance or a Lever or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, who have you got at three? Uh, big five dog. You've got five for three. All yes. right, this is where I've gone with Buddy. And I know, I know Buddy isn't in your top five. No, he wasn't considered for my top five, to well, be honest. He wasn't considered. No. He's the best forward in the comp, like without, yeah. without a shadow of a doubt. And I don't think the forwards in the comp at the moment are comparable to the top end of the backs of the midfielders. He's the most dominant player in the comp. I think I'd have about seventh or eighth. Okay, so well, you'd, you'd have the seventh or eighth in your... Best players. Yeah, some of oh, like okay. So he's not he's, he's not that behind. far off. No, he's not yeah. like I'm not saying yeah, he's like so the right. 40th best I thought player I thought you were saying yeah, you were saying that. But no, uh, but like he when it uh, came down to it, it wasn't one I topped up tossed up for five. Yeah. I, injuries are the problem. 
yeah. obviously. And it, it, but if he's fit, if he's fit, I'm I'm happy to say I'd be putting him at if number one. If there was one game and he was healthy going into it, yeah, I'd take him first because there's nothing like yeah. But over a season and over just going forward, I don't think he'll have the top five impact on the competition or anything like that. Yeah. And I just don't trust his body at this point. He's got four years left on that contract, and I think it could quite possibly get a bit grim. I really hope not. I really hope not. I hope oh, we have I, a big yeah, year from Buddy agree. and good I big few years. Man. He'll but get to a 1,000, and that'll be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. Who do you have at two? Two, I've gone with Dusty. So he's my highest-rated midfielder, I've so decided. So you didn't have Danger in your top five? No, I didn't have Danger in my top five. And look, he probably would have been six. Like He's, he's very, yeah. very close. I put Fife and Dusty ahead of him. Um, the, the Dusty versus Danger debate I find interesting but to be honest I think Dangerfield has been a poor big occasion player mm, across his career this. I actually think he's been bad in most of the finals that he's played and that, that that's a big thing for me and you compare that to Dusty in the final series he put up yeah I, I that, that that easily separates the two of them yeah that's that's just a fair comment I've got Dusty higher than Danger as well I've got Danger too though um, yeah okay I think he's just an unbelievable footballer he's Probably done the most at his peak out of uh, Fife and Dave Dusty and Danger. Like out of those, D- Dusty's best was the best. Yeah, but he's had the most time being at his peak. Yeah, okay. Him. Yeah, okay. That's probably so. Fair. I think I trust his peak a little bit more than Fife's because of the injuries. And I don't stuff. know, mate. He looked pretty average in AFLX. He did I'm, look I'm average taking, in AFLX. I'm taking a lot out of that. You keep you said this like five uh, times to me as a joke, <laughs> but I hundred percent agree with you, and I'm in mean it quite seriously. He didn't look good. <laughs> he was just falling over, and de- I think he might have been half-assing it. But if he wasn't, that's a big. Sign. I'm, I'm a bit worried about him on his <laughs> AFLX form, to be honest with you, and yeah. that's what's knocked him down slightly. I also think danger. His speed separates him from the other two. Like, if you're looking at what makes Danger special, his speed is just out of the contest. Yeah, well, you'd say speed for Danger. Dusty's got the brute force. And, um, and the five, aerial stuff. He's got the aerial stuff. He's also got a bit of brute force in what he does Yeah, in the he's more of a Crip-style brute force than a Dusty, though. Yeah. He's just, like, he'll be the pillar and just have stuff going around him that doesn't affect him, where Dusty just tries to go through you. Wait, did you say you're Dusty one? Yep. Where is he? Where's the champion? Uh, I don't know who you're talking about. There's no one... Max Gordon no is the best like player that. in the comp. He's just not. He is. He's not. Oh, he's the most important player in the comp. That's just not what we this list is. Oh, well, that's a major part of it. Yeah, and it's not the only part, and therefore... I, I thought we were in agreement that Ruckman are the most important players, and he is the best of the Ruckman. So, of yeah, course, he's number but one. But he's also not as good as the five players I've put up. I like, to In be honest, honesty, I do think McGovern probably has a most valuable claim that rivals Max's. Yeah, okay. He's probably someone who would rival him, and that's why I had him so high on my, <laughs> on my list. But I no, this actually isn't me joking around. I actually do think he's the best player in the competition. I, I really do believe that. I think the way in which he controls and dominates a game when he's playing well and does it consistently, I don't think anyone beats him. Look, that's fine. You've been wrong before. You can be wrong this year. <laughs> oh, mate. He's going to have another big year with a 666. Oh, it's exciting stuff. It will be fascinating to see how he takes control of that. And it doesn't look like you're going to play Pruce, um, at least yeah. at the start of the year. So I hope we don't. Yeah, it, it'd, be, it'd sort of be a disservice to his career, I think. Uh, but let's move on. Bottom half of the eight. I've gone five Collingwood, six North, seven GWS, eight Geelong. 
Five Collingwood. Oh, that's a bit harsh on them, I reckon. I've got five West Coast, six Essendon, seven Geelong, and eight North Melbourne. A little. Let's a, talk about North Melbourne. A little, bit, <laughs> a little bit of me putting that there is a little bit of me trying to uh, prepare myself. So then if you're bad, I can laugh. And if you're in the A, I'll be, be like, oh, like, yeah, I said they'd be uh, in the so A. That's pretty You're standard. doing exactly what I'm about but, to do with Melbourne. <laughs> no, I, I'm trying really hard to not be blind when it comes to North. I, I honestly think with football at the moment, the most important thing in my mind is midfield depth. Yeah, And I'd yours agree. is good now. Like, really good. Yeah, I, well, we brought in three starting midfielders. And like, they're, they're all going to be in our best 22. And that just completely changes the, the makeup of our midfield. Yeah, Last year, it was poor. And bringing in these guys has just changed that completely. Yeah, I'd, like you'll you'll just you'll disagree with me on this point, but I, I don't think your absolute top end is at the level of some of the best teams in the comp. But in terms of depth, you rival most midfields. I think our best two players, the best midfielders, are like they're not a disservice to our side at all. Like I, I don't worry about someone's top two midfielders versus our top two midfielders. Now, you, it's the third one where you go, we don't have that third superstar. We don't have that fourth superstar in the midfield. You're, you're clearly blind because you think that Higgins is better than Beams. But I do anyway, that, yes. I, I just think that's that's just an absurd call and it only comes from a North Melbourne supporter. But anyway, but look, you, I've been positive on you. So you see, you said one good thing about us, Scott. <laughs> what made you eighth? That's pretty good. That's higher than a lot of people would have, yeah? Anyway. Oh, uh, you just can't hold a conversation about North Melbourne, can you, Scott? Just rushing it, rushing it. Just come no. on, just let's just dwell on this for a little bit. No, we can't. You've got us eighth. What else do you like about us? You can't just like our midfield depth. I don't mind Ben Brown. He's yeah, all right. Yeah, he's kicked the most goals. In he, the he looked pretty average in JLT year, though, didn't he? Yeah, but you know that's you're you're a bit worried. You've uh, expressed AFLX. a bit of concern. Oh, he's just he's coming off a bad preseason. He might start slow, yeah. but he'll get there. Yeah, you've got backline issues to start the year, but like Terence. Is he playing round one, Tarrant? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, Thompson so that isn't as big a deal two. as we all kind of thought. Yeah. It's obviously just Majak, which is a big out for you. Like yeah, a really well, big out, but... Oh, he was going to make All-Australian. But apparently he's coming back in June, Scott, so we'll win the final, grand final from sixth. That's that's the plan with Majak. Oh, yeah, good plan, and mate. Paul Ahern's Full proof plan. An absolute superstar. But let's go, let's go with Geelong next, I think, my eighth. Yeah, we've both snuck him in. To yeah, I am... Pretty, to be honest, over the preseason, I was feeling pretty bad about them. And I still don't think I'm super positive about them, but I just don't have other teams I'm more confident in. They just, I trust them a bit, which is weird because I just, a lot of their players, are actual players, I don't trust, but they're just, their top end is so good. That's pretty much exactly what it was like with me as well. I, I, I was kind of big on, I don't think Geelong are going to be very good. And yeah. I was thinking they're not going to make the eight. And then I looked, in, and I was pretty satisfied with my top six. I, I felt pretty comfortable in that. And then after that, I thought, gee, who, who else is going to slip in? And obviously, like, I've decided I'm going to be mean to GWS. But then apart from that, like, I just thought Geelong is the one I'm most confident in. And it's just, I mean, you just think they, they have Dangerfield and Selwood and... Hopefully, Abbott yeah. plays well. And, and I think Kelly and I think Ablett and Hawkins. Selwood are quite near the end. Um, Selwood more because of the start of his play than his age. And he seemed a bit, it did, wasn't at its best last year. But yeah. But you just, a, a you just can't They've just got them. a couple of years left before they really drop yeah. off. And you just, it, they are such good players. You just got to trust them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I had Essendon 
uh, at sixth, as we've already discussed. So yeah, so just, we don't need to skip that. I had GWS at seventh, which, as again, we've already discussed. Yeah. Right. Uh, so let's move into the big dogs. I had Collingwood five. Who'd you have five? Uh, West Coast, I had five. Okay, so we've both got a grand finalist in fifth. We've probably done a bit of a switcheroo on that. Um, oh, look, West Coast, like, they're going to be good. Like, there's no doubt they're going to be good. They were good last year. I don't think they'll drop off much. Well, they get Gaff back in round three, as yeah. much as that sucks. <laughs> uh, it'll push Sheed out, uh, who's an absolute superstar. Uh, they played days. together in the preseason. Sheed still had 40 touches. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm just... Like, I just don't get excited about West Coast. I don't look at them and think, like... Oh, so oh, I do. Gee, that's special. I, I just... really like West Coast. Mainly because I don't know any of their supporters. Yeah. Well, like, <laughs> I don't dislike them. I just... I don't know. The other teams, I just... I, I can make more of an argument. I for. honestly think the top And you don't five go back-to-back. Back. It's yeah, too true. hard. They're not They're not a good enough team to go back-to-back. Back. Yeah. The top five, though, I feel like are pretty close to a toss-up. Um, I think there's a clear tier from fifth up where I go... I know you're going to be good, and I wouldn't be surprised if you finish higher than yeah. where I've got you. Yeah, yeah, fair it, enough. It's just the other. So I had North Melbourne six. You had Essendon. They're just not the same as who we've got fifth. Yeah, I think there's a key yeah, gap. exactly. Yeah, and it'll be unlucky for one of them to miss out on the top four. Yeah, four. that's but a good point. Yeah, Collingwood. I think they're going to be really good. Their midfield is stacked, but I don't think their backline and their forward line is as good as the other teams. Their midfield's like. On paper, just about the best midfield I've ever seen. Yeah, it like on paper it, it belongs it's, with. It's absurd. Like it we talk about with West Coast from the 0-4-5 era and Brisbane from the three feet era. Like it belongs in those. Yeah, like when I mean, we talk about midfield depth with North Melbourne, and you're saying yeah, you got some good depth, being like oh, you've got like a Dom Tyson coming in who's quite a good player. There's yeah. their depth is oh, then they'll bring in another genuine elite footballer. Yeah. <laughs> like their their depth is they all they're all superstars, like all of them. Yeah, and the only like good thing for the competition is a lot of them are near thirty and probably only have to put up with three years of this. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's, <laughs> it's actually frightening and unavoidable. <laughs> so I, I have them at two, just to. So, yeah, so I've got I think mind. I've got West Coast at two, so we did just swap them. Yeah, yeah, uh, four, we're our top four. I've got Richmond one, West Coast two, Adelaide three, Melbourne four. Okay, yeah, so we did do a fair switch. I've got Richmond one, Collingwood two, Adelaide three, Melbourne yeah, four. Okay, so we're pretty much identical. So I started off at the end of uh, last year, I was thinking Richmond and Melbourne second, but I just it got to the point I just can't ignore Collingwood. Um, yeah, and Adelaide, they're, they're a very, very, very good team with a very, their, very easy draw. I look at their list and I go, holy shit, too. <laughs> like, yeah. And like I, I think we, we last year, I think we knew the entire way through that they are a very good team. You've stuffed it this yeah. season. And I don't think there's there's actually no doubt in my mind that they'll be thereabouts. No, and you look at their ago. preseason and they showed what I wanted to see. They were good. Yeah. And it was the players I expected to be good being good. Their midfield... Their top end midfield is no longer an issue. Sloan, Gibbs, two crouches. Yeah, that's the, good. the Gibbs addition um, made massive difference it, to the shape of their midfield. It just the, the extra A grade midfielder in there just changes the complexion of it completely. Yeah, their back line has so much run out of defence. I'm in love with Wayne Malira. I yep. just love that dude. And their forward line is gonna be imposing. I do. Oh, think... Well, a couple of years ago, we talked about their forward line as if it was just the most amazing thing ever. And yeah, like and it I hasn't think changed. a lot of that was due to Pike. So I'm not super worried about, uh, I think Tex Walker's probably won't be as good as he's been in yeah. the past. But He's been battling I think the a system is just going to be so good that it's not going to matter. Yeah. I'm, I'm so <laughs> they, they, have, they have one of the easiest draws. Yeah. So they'll just fly through. 
I, yeah. They're going to be very, very good. I'm confident as on that. Do you want to talk a bit about Melbourne? Or do you want to... Are you fine? Just we'll talk about them enough later in the year. Oh, no, like I'm... So to be honest, like my thoughts towards Melbourne, like obviously I have high expectations and I'm coming from a high expectation place, but I also have my doubts. I also yeah. have my fears. I think the forward line's an issue. Or yep. could be an yeah, issue. Yeah, that, that actually worries me and that I didn't see any reason to dismiss those doubts based on what I saw in the JLT. I thought Tom McDonald was really fumbly, um, which that he isn't normally. Back. Like that seems Yeah, like hopefully that's just a touch thing. But um yeah, Wiedemann just looked like what we kind of think Wiedemann is, which is okay. Yeah. Um but no, but more than that, like I'm worried. We interrupted off season. I, we've had so many surgeries over the off season. It's ridiculous. We have so many players who've only trained the last sort of few weeks heading into the season. We got a lot of injuries. Our JLT was very, very average, and that that last JLT game that was really bad. Like mm. we were walking wounded by the end of it, um, and didn't show a lot of good signs really. So like there are doubts there, but obviously they're doubts from a high place. It's from a like I expect us to be top four. Yeah. But maybe we won't quite be there. Rather yeah. than we're not going to be. You, good. you might be but the guy, the team that doesn't quite look like they're fit in the top four, rather than being strongly thereabouts. Yeah. So look, I've got some, I've got some doubts about us, but uh, we should. You know, I should. Yeah, we should make mention of Richmond as well, who have both oh, got number one. It's going to suck. They're going to be on a rampage. They looked bad for the first half of two preseason games, then decided to try and completely change yeah. it. <laughs> I just. I, I think they were the best team all of last year. Yeah. And they are the best team. So I have to have them number one. The only, the, I, I think there is a genuine question on how Lynch and Rewalt will work together. I, I suspect the chances are to work well just because they're both very, very good players. So yeah. they'll be fine. I also doubt, but, even if it doesn't work well, I don't necessarily think it'd make them much worse. I think they're both too good for it to really derail them. Yeah, It'll change the way they play and it might affect their... It might affect their game style yeah. a little bit, but that's I don't the, see them becoming worse. That's the interesting thing about it, is they kind of accidentally stumbled on something which set them apart and mm. made them really, really good in the way their forward line works. And now they've gone back to the conventional route. Yeah. And potentially that will, like, yeah, that'll, that'll be detrimental What's to them. That, that'll be interesting. Uh, they're going to be a fascinating story. Yeah, this year. and Hardwick's been saying all along that he wished he had a second key forward or he wished he had a guy he could throw yeah. in the ruck that wasn't Grieg. And now he's got both of that. He's come out and said Lynch will play ruck. The second ruck role, yeah. Basically. Which can't with think his of him front, as a ruck. Yeah, with, he's big enough though. He's two hundred centimeters. Yeah, it's but one of those things that you don't put a Rolls Royce in the in the ruck. Yeah. I can. I, I think don't know. we're gonna have to with Ben Brown though. So, Ooh. yeah. But anyway, I they're gonna be excellent, and it's gonna be awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I just think those players are too good to not make it work eventually. Yeah, and they've all got <laughs> a couple years left in their prime, which sucks too. But let's move on. Quick fire predictions. Who you got for the Brownlow? Who did I? Oh, I went with old Gussie Brayshaw for the Brownlow. I mean, he he'll get better than he was last year, and he finished third. Yeah, which is absolutely insane. It's his first year of like proper football and he finished third in the Brownlow. I really, maybe I am becoming a grump because I was looking at the odds for the Brownlow and every team, I was doing a U. Everyone I was looking at and like thinking of a reason why they're not going to be that good and in the end I was like, ah, oh, Brayshaw's a fun one. Yeah, when I had to, <laughs> I had to talk you out of doing Clary and switch you into it. Yeah, because it's a bit funner. Yeah. But no, <laughs> I, I like the pick. He's obviously someone that the umpires notice and he's a really good player. He's pre-season look. Yeah, staggering, especially yeah, if it was interrupted. Yeah, I've gone Josh Kelly. Um, I don't think I need to explain why. <laughs> yeah, let's just move on from yeah. that. Uh, Coleman. Coleman. Who did I? Oh yeah, I, d- I just went with a simple Kennedy. I'd yeah, think. I don't think I don't trust his body enough. I went with Jeremy Cameron. Just he kicked about 
two, three goals a game, which is about where you need to be to win it, and he just missed games. So I'm just backing on him not getting suspended for punching people. Yeah, I just I couldn't go with Cameron just because I don't think GWS is going to be that good. Mm. But that was as simple as that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be that good enough given them the brown line, the cold. <laughs> yeah, is there a... Any point in doing Rising Star? Like, everyone just knows it's going to be Walsh. So yeah, I've decided, just to, I've decided to name who I think is coming second, uh, and it's going to be Bailey Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, mate. Well, you got Marty Hall or whatever his name is. It's, de- it, it's not going to be Marty Hall. <laughs> I actually, I was a little bit... I, I'm not convinced by him. He did some good things, but there was a uh, few times caught out one-on-one, which he just, yeah, he just didn't convince me. I wasn't... Yeah. Well, confident in not you. many young defenders are gonna young small defenders are gonna be good one on one. Yeah, because he's about his I don't know, yeah. stuff but now. I mean, we're hoping not to play him for the year. He's there instead yeah. of Lever. Yeah. So. Uh, anyway, let's move on to our final segment: Kane Corns. Uh, the big call on the off season. Um, yeah, well, was... yeah, I mean, you said big call. Can you explain the segment? Oh, you can do it. No, you explicitly. Didn't you? You're take the, the one you, who thinks you, it's your you, segment. You, you accepted, it, didn't you? I, I, I forgot to explain I don't remember it one that happening. Uh, I could I could hit the archives. But yeah, every week in honor of Kane Corns, <laughs> we 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 just look at the most outlandish call and just put it to a bit of shame because it deserves it. And we've got a pretty good one this week. And then we make our own that we think is a little bit out there and uh, have a bit of fun. try and try and provoke some thoughts. Anyway, this one we've got from uh, Mark Robinson. Who, um, <laughs> Has he been in here before? I think I'm pretty sure like he's a belongs. frequent flyer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's reasonably common. Yeah. Um, and if we looked at his transcripts from 360, I'm sure we could find a lot more too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's, this is about his top 50, which uh, is pretty widely read. He goes, from mid-January, when thoughts take shape for the Herald Sun's top 50 players, which will appear on Tuesday, this article was before it came out, obviously, Cox sat not comfortably at number 50 on the list. Couple of issues. With Mason this. Cox, top 50. Oh. <laughs> Mason Cox absolutely doesn't belong in the top 50. And two, if he was sitting comfortably in the top 50, <laughs> how do he get out? It is a weird... But you can't even... You can't sit comfortably at number 50. No, you can't sit comfortably at last the most on uncomfortable. The, yes, exactly. So he's uh, just as a picky point, his wording's a little bit odd for yes. you know someone who's the chief football writer for the biggest <laughs> newspaper in the country. Uh, but yeah, Mason Cox is... <laughs> Absolutely absurd. He kicked one goal a game as a key forward. Yeah, he kicked as 25 key goals in a, year. in a side. In a side that made the grand final. Yeah. He's a very average footballer. And it's just ridiculous how excited if we've got, got off got the base of one game. to the top 200 players and started thinking about Mason Cox, I'd be like, ooh, probably a bit early. <laughs> oh, how many players? No, that's a bit harsh, I think. Okay, maybe he like might be like a, No, he'd be in the top 100, I think. So you He'd think, be in the back end of the top 100, I think. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. So is, you think he's in like structurally? Banjo? That doesn't matter. So you think he'd be in? <laughs> it doesn't matter. So in most clubs' list, you think he'd be in their top twelve? I he's don't pretty know. Pretty much it's... their worst player. I, yeah, I mean, he's probably worse than three guys that don't get a game because of his size. He played quite a good preliminary final. Yeah, though. one <laughs> swallow doesn't make a summer. Like, yes, I know, and everyone's just yeah. The, the media have done what they do, and they get so excited about it because it's a good story, and it happened once, and therefore it's always going to happen according to them. Uh, but yes, he's a, he's a mediocre football. It's one of the most. That's what he is. He's things. mediocre. And just quietly putting Joe Danaher as the replacement was also bad. You just don't know what Joe Danaher is going to be. He's got osteoitis oh, pubis. But no, I don't mind it as a speculative one. No, he's good enough to be in the top 50. He's good enough to be in the top 20 on talent. 
Probably, if you yeah. could kick straight. But let's go to your cane corns. What do you got? Oh, well, uh, mine's uh, nice and uh, topical. I, I think uh, Mel- North Melbourne's AFLW team, it's the biggest choke in AFLW history for you not to have made. You didn't You didn't, didn't make... Didn't you lose to the bottom side to this finals last year in the last round? Yeah, we, were, we weren't favourites and we were in front with a minute to go. That was an extraordinary effort to, to get there. So you, you were... You were, you were Anyway, I'm not sure, as far as I'm concerned, AFLW doesn't exist You scoured every list in the comp and put together easily the best team. Like, you, the first few games, you looked so dominant and so good. You didn't even make finals. It's not as if you you, you choked winning the whole thing. You didn't even make finals, We we should mention... You got flogged yesterday. We should mention that the team with the worst percentage in the competition the other new team Geelong is going to make finals after losing more games than they won I mean, realistically both of our teams should have made finals in fact like certainly so like yeah it was a clear there was a clear top best four teams yeah. and we were the worst of them but uh, there was a clear top four best team but you you choked it hard mate you you were the best you were so confident you yeah. were just I think in our I think last think podcast I, was, I, th- the... I think in our last pod I was celebrating our premiership already you were you were which and, <laughs> and that was rightfully so we went choked. out and uh, two minutes later lost to Adelaide by five goals. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you but choked it, honestly, You choked. They're going to win by a lot. Yeah, it was a bit of a miserable day watching <laughs> Melbourne Adelaide uh, yesterday. I'm like, oh, maybe we'll win by 40 points. No, we'll lose by 60. You only points. needed to win by 26. How about that for a choke? Well, that wasn't a choke. They're just better than us. We're not that good <laughs> because we don't true. have Daisy. Nah, we, 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 uh, we did drop off. It was a bit, a bit of a shame. But um, look, I'm just excited we had a team in the competition it is a lot more fun when you've got someone to root for yeah, yeah and i couldn't remotely bring myself to go for another team in the meantime and look i'm very pro aflw very happy with where it's going i think it needs a bit better administration and a bit better promotion but oh, they've done a i asked job. that that's the exact same situation with the men's competition so <laughs> <laughs> what's your thoughts on everything in the world could be done better yeah all right what's your big call uh mine's pretty simple i don't i barely fits in as a big call and as you said i made a bigger call earlier but um if melbourne don't win the flag it's a failed season and goodwin should be fired i think that's pretty just like they when we were reading sen's big calls and they're all like uh <laughs> geelong might miss finals and this just falls right in that category it's just you, boring you, you go you're going really hard on this aren't you this is the way you've decided you're going to deal with the fact that melbourne are good is that you're going to build up our expectations so high yeah. that everything seems like a failure in comparison to winning the premiership. Look, I, I still haven't decided how I'm going to respond to that. I, I go to these patches where I think like, just rock it. If he's saying Melbourne are awesome, just, just have a laugh about it. Then I also go through patches where, nah, I need to do that. Just stay really calm with it. Yeah, and really you're not used to dealing with any down. sort of success uh, or expectations. My, look, my, my base state, when, when things become real, I always revert back to talking us down and trying to be really calm about it and lowering my expectations. That, that's what I do when things... I, I get stupidly over the top when things don't matter, i.e. we beat Collingwood in a practice <laughs> game and I get excited about it as like a joke. But once things become real, I always talk us down. Um, so I think that's going to be a bit of a to and fro this year of you saying that we're a certainty for the flag and me telling you that we're not that good. Yeah, fair enough. Um that pretty much does it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. We're all wrapped up. Thanks for We're ready to go the for the second episode of the fourth season of the Plebs on Footy podcast. Um, yeah, we're available pretty much where you got us, so keep listening. Thank you.